trying to be the queen of the pond. E3 radio, the real and the top. Hologram song, frequency gum. Locked with the Q crew and Anna Dishon. Been in on your ear, who you want to hear? Peace to my people who be all out queer. Funny motivation, community cheer. Online radio, turn up your gear. I'm regular baby, but I'm like yeah. Ahead of the game, so I'm about real change. About real chat, about real people. I keep it E3, cause I'm other channels. What you trying to be? The queen of the pond. E3 radio, the real and the top. Hologram song, frequency gum. Locked with the Q crew and Anna Dishon. Been on your ear, who you want to hear? Peace to my people who be all out queer. Funny motivation, community cheer. Online radio, turn up your gear. I'm regular baby, but I'm like yeah. Ahead of the game, so I'm about real change. About real chat, about real Negative feedback they heard from that. I know I heard some 
dialogue up here on this social media about it and yeah. um, how people feel about it. Like the rainbow is really important to a lot of people. And then, so when you start changing it, augmenting it, you know, you do get some backlash. So we're going to talk to Amber tonight about that, a young sister doing her thing in Philadelphia, um, really leaving the wave. And so we're going to holler at her about that tonight. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, people can add alphabets to the LGBTQA elemental Um, They could add alphabets, but you start changing that flag, and it's, it's a problem because they want it in its original state. Um, yeah. But based off of the conversation that we had about it a couple of weeks ago, yeah. um, I'm not really opposed to it. I'm not in I'm not opposed to it. I think, you know, but here's the thing. People are always afraid to change. Anything that no. is different and we as queer people this is something that we should embrace I mean it should be no struggle for us I mean we come across or work we come across as different so this should be very very embracing so I'm just I'm just really confused on why there is so much backlash especially seeing the meaning behind why it was added yeah Exactly. I mean, the meaning is so similar to what people feel like here in Chicago. Absolutely. Like, y'all go up to Boys Town, y'all know y'all ass ain't always welcome up there. And especially... But your money is. Your, oh, of course, your money. But especially some of the youth, right? There's like a lot of queer youth of color, LGBT, trans women, trans men up there yeah, on the north side that. Yeah. Uh, of color. They hang out. You know, a lot of them are homeless, and yeah. they don't like that shit up there. They try to kick you out real quick. That Lakeview uh, <laughs> community is a beast. And so, yeah. you know, some of the similar challenges that they have in Philadelphia, I think, are similar across the country. And I know we felt it here in Chicago, especially if you were in tune with what's going on with the youth. You always feel it here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and I, it has, it's a worse impact if you are part of our community. Yeah. Um, you know, so there are double strikes against us. One were black, and the other part is that we're part of the uh, queer community. So, yeah, we get hit with double whammies all the time. We do. So we're going to talk about that tonight. I'm excited to have her join us. She'll be joining us in a few minutes here. Um, And get this, y'all. Guess what we got at E3 Radio? We got a music director. We do, we do, we do. And I think I saw him pop up online. What up, dope, Jace? What up, Jace? So what we got is a music director. He's going to go on to festivals, concerts. If y'all got music that y'all want us to play on the show, email music at E3radio.org, and we're going to play it. And he's, like, sending us emails with, like, a list of things to play and why to play them. Hey, you know, I ain't got to worry about Anna, you know, about some B, what you like, what do you worry right. about? I ain't going to have to worry about that. We got her messing stuff up and stuff. Right. I got to worry about all of that. I will do that. Yeah. Uh, but he put some music together tonight, and we're going to play it. That's, that's what's up. That's what's up. Great selection, as I might add. You did pretty good, my friend. You sure did. <laughs> Went ahead and checked them out and was like, hey. Hey. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to play some music tonight. So before we get into the what's the tea, we're going to play some music. Give y'all opportunity to share this video. Yo, y'all got to share the good news. You know what I'm saying? We're here Absolutely. every Thursday. We're talking about queer issues. We're talking about black issues. We're talking about women issues. We're talking about issues y'all care about, right? Y'all got to share the good news. Tell people y'all listening. We need more people to tune in. We're looking to grow this thing, and then we need y'all support to do that. So share this video while we play this dope track by Michelle Indigochello. Oh, no, wait, wait. I'm going to read what our music director wrote. Right, you have to. That's she important. was born in Berlin, Germany, and raised in D.C. Her soul, jazz, hip-hop, and rock. Absolutely. Did you guys know that? This track is called Good Day Bad, all right? So we're going to play this track, and when we get back, we're going to do the What's the Tease, but it gives y'all time to share this video and let you know that you're tuning in to E3 Radio and the Q Crew. Q Crew, right here on E3 Radio. We're coming back, y'all. Y'all come back, too. We're coming back.
You're listening to Anna Deshawn and the Q Crew. Q Crew. Q Crew. Right here on E3 Radio. What up, family? Welcome back to the show. This is Anna Deshawn and the Q Crew. Q Crew. What's going on, people? You know, right here on E3 Radio, we are queer radio done right. If you want to tune in and talk live on the air, you can do it. Call us. The number is 646-478-4395. We are looking forward to our special guest. Amber Hicks joining us tonight to talk about the pride flag that, that they revealed. Um, cool. She's even, she's on time. A lot of people that's on time. Uh, <laughs> we'll have her come on the show in just a few minutes uh, to talk about the pride flag they revealed out in Philadelphia with the brown and black stripes. So, uh, folks, please share the video, Facebook Live, let people know that you're tuning in. Give us some thumbs up and some hearts, and that's what's up. Hearts, 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 hearts. After Amber joins us, then we'll do the what's the tea, because we got a live on the air. So let's bring it live. Hey, Amber, welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. It's good to be here. Yeah. Good to have you. Good to have you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got our Facebook Live folks joining us, too. So we appreciate y'all. If y'all got questions for Amber, just type them in the chat. We see y'all. Uh, we'll pass them along. So, Amber, I wanted to have you on yeah. because I saw the old pride flag y'all revealed uh, in June. Mm-hmm. And I know you're, you're fairly new to the position. So I wanted to talk to you about, you know, why you all wanted to add the black and brown stripe uh, mm-hmm. to the pride flag and how that all came yeah. about. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a good question. So, so again, thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's good to be here and to be talking about these issues. Um, so, yeah, like you said, I am I am new to this particular position here in the city of Philadelphia, but certainly not new to organizing in the LGBTQ community. I've been rooted in, in Philly's LGBTQ community for, for about a decade and a half. And so um, I, I just, I'm a little new to politics. You know, I come from more of a community organizing background. So uh, working in City Hall has been a transition, but I think that's, in, you know, it's important to come from that kind of background and be working to serve the, the people in a, in a very like formal capacity. So, um, so because of that background, I'm very, very familiar with the issues that our community struggles with in terms of race. And so it's, no, it's no secret that Philadelphia has had deep challenges regarding race. Uh, many people are aware of the recent events in our community. But the truth is that we've been addressing racism in the Philadelphia neighborhood for over 30 years. Um, in, in fact, there was a 1986 report on neighborhood racism that really outlined some of the issues, the same issues that we saw then 30 years later. Um, and really what we're talking about more recently is like a lack of representation on our boards and our organizations, discriminatory dress code policies that discourage and like flat out prohibit LGBT people of color from coming into spaces. And then, of course, we had this real like um, – Real, I think really kind of like the the big kind of sounding board was this blatantly racist remarks from this bar owner where he called uh, black people like the N word again and again and again. So it, I mean to be fair, it's not really just a Philadelphia problem; it's everywhere. The difference is that we're addressing it. Yeah, and I mean people, you know, I talk to people all over the country about this, and they're like, oh no no no, that's going on here, that's going in Chicago, that's going on in New York, it's going in Atlanta, this is happening in L A. But the difference is, and in Philadelphia, we're addressing it head on. Like we were just, we're not, we're not here for the BS anymore. And this was a very serious local initiative, specifically um, as a response to Philadelphia's challenges addressing these issues and making sure that we are elevating the voices of queer and trans people of color that have been, frankly, just left out of our larger narrative. So, so that was that was really the the point of it. The flag is a symbol, as flags always are, of our city's commitment to fighting these issues in a very substantive way. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how it came about. You know, what I love about it is that, like, here in Chicago, you know, they've tried to address the issues by, you know, we do, there's, like, town halls, and there's, like, all right, of right, the right, right. Right. generic, you know, types of things that happen politically um, around, right. and people raise the concerns, people talk about boycotting certain bars, boycotting certain restaurants, etc. <laughs> but to have the ingenuity and the thought that, like, we're going to take this pride flag, though, that y'all love so much, right. and, like, really <laughs> I'm just gonna make it <laughs> and brown and mess up y'all right. world. Like that's like you know that takes it to a different place. That I don't need to have it, a conversation. Yeah. I'm just gonna do this. Like whose idea was it? That's, I mean, that's, I, I yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I'll answer that, but I love that you kind of acknowledge that because certainly we're doing those things as well, right? We're having the town halls, we're having those conversations, and we've been doing that again for the last 30 years, but where right. is the tangible substantive change? You can talk to your blue in the face, but who are the people that are always in the room talking? It's the same people, the same people of color that just sit around talking about these are our experiences. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But the powers that be are never listening. So you know what? They're listening now. They're listening now. And we started a national and then international conversation about racism in the LGBTQ community. And people can be as upset as they want to be, but are you talking about it or not? Because you're talking about it now, and you never talked about it before. And we were we were sick of sitting around in the room with the same faces, having the same conversations. And so now it's really been elevated to a different level than it has been than it was before. Um, but to answer yeah. your question, um, when I began in March, I was very clear about the symbolic and substantive measures that I wanted to address um, with my tenure in the office. And so separately. Uh, this this ad agency that's here in town, they they knew about that, and they said, you know, we want to we want to bring you in. We've been working on this project that could really accompany the initiatives that you're rolling out in the, of the city. And so you're talking about doing these substantive measures, but you're also talking about symbolic. And we have something. I mean, we have the symbol. What if we could roll this out with some of the other initiatives you're doing that will help elevate this conversation and push it push it forward? So they brought me to their office the first time I saw it. I teared up and I was like. That's it. It's about to be live now. Like it's popping. It's popping now. And, and here, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew immediately. You know, I knew immediately. I was like, that's it. That's it. That, that, that song in the background should have been playing. Ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> <laughs> we on the move. Yeah, you know it. You know it. <laughs> that's that's the song that should have been playing. I mean, for real. That's I mean, right. Imagine. 
y'all have this conversation and you see that flag. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's dope. I think I know where that's yes. going. And then I read the article about it. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like we experienced yes. that here in Chicago, absolutely in Lakeview, in what we call Boys Town. You called it the Gabriel Hood. A lot of places call it the Gabriel Hood. Yep. I know Boys, Boys Town, Town, yeah. Boys Town Go. You know where we go here in Chicago. And mm-hmm. we've been dealing with it for eons. And, and honestly, like we had decided to have this conversation a couple of weeks ago. And just talking about how, like, I'm really not that big on flags. Like, I'm not, you're not going to walk in my house with right. an American flag. I ain't, I ain't about, like, the African flag. I ain't about none of the flags. I don't know where I'm from. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it means a lot to a lot of people. It does. Like, the symbol of a flag means so disrupting people's um, daily activity with this flag is, like, a huge thing. So, I mean, I just want to, like, clap it up. Right? But, like, <laughs> like, disrupting the normative. You know what I mean? Like, that's really dope. Exactly. And thank you. So, and, I mean, thank you for saying that. Yeah. So, what has been some of the feedback? I know you've gotten some negative backlash. Yeah. You know how yeah. you know how that goes. Yeah, I mean it's really it's really been I I mean I'm I'm very I'm very fortunate I'm happy to be able to say that the feedback by the flag has been overwhelmingly positive and I'm ecstatic about that because it really you know it could have gone either way but I've received calls and emails like from people all around the country and frankly the world who are so grateful for the flag and more importantly they're grateful for the conversation because it's long overdue and I, I say that to say like you I'm not a big flag person either I mean I always. I, you know, I'm, I don't have any flags. I mean, I now have a black and brown flag in my house, but I don't have, you know, I don't have flags all over the place. Um, and frankly, there's not a lot of flags that really I felt represented me and, and my identity. And that, that's, that's the biggest piece, right? And I think for people that have, those, those people that have been critical of the flag, um, who have said like, oh, you took this symbol that meant so much to me and you bastardized it or whatever. Like there's a lot of privilege that comes from somebody being able to look at this image, whether it be the American flag or the original rainbow flag and being able to say this represents who I am in totality. Like there's so much privilege in there. And I don't think that those people recognize that there are those of us who have existed on the margins for so long that didn't have anything that represented us. And that's not to say that this new flag with black and brown stripes is going to represent everyone. But I can say for a fact that it is another variation uh, that has made people who haven't felt included feel more included. And they've had something they can identify with. And that's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. As long as you can look at something and say like, oh, this, I feel like this resonates with me more than what was there before. That's the point, you know? And, and, and that's, that's been really helpful for me. Um, but at the same time, of course, it is disheartening to see some people who I feel are so hell bent on shutting this conversation down, refusing to address the real issues, attempting to silence the voices of people of color. Um, and I hear people saying, you know, the, the flag has nothing to do with race. Why are you making it about race? Again, there's so much privilege in being able to separate your race from your sexual orientation. Right? Like you don't recognize right? Like come through like right, like you don't recognize that for so many of us our race and our sexual orientation are inextricably linked, right? <laughs> so well while our LGBT community like is supposed to provide this haven and a safe space, we too often experience discrimination from right within that community. So I, I believe like uh, I believe wholeheartedly that we cannot make progress regarding racism in this community without talking about it. And we learned that. We learned that during the HIV AIDS crisis, right? This silence equals death. Like we know that. So no matter how difficult these conversations are, we have to have them and we have to push for change. So that's always what I say the people that are pushing back against having the conversation in the first place. Um, and even people have called me a racist just for talking about racism. I said, pointing, you know, pointing out that the house is on fire is not the same thing as starting the fire. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so that doesn't, so that doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. And change can't happen unless we're addressing these issues. So, so that's where we are now. And I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, no, I'm grateful for it. If I was to have a flag, I think it would be this one. Um, <laughs> well, that, that means a lot. <laughs> that means a lot. I mean, uh, so someone asked in our Facebook live feed, like, where does the where's the flag flying? Is it flying like yeah. I don't know? Where in Philly? I thought y'all was yeah. up. 
We did. So it flies. It flew. Um, so we're like the first municipality, right? So we're the first like official city to fly it as our official flag. And so it was a flag for Pride Month. I mean, that's why it was unveiled for Pride Month. Every Pride raised a rainbow flag outside of City Hall. And so for this Pride Month, uh, the mayor, city council was there, all these like you know elected officials um, and community members, and we flew it outside of City Hall for the entirety of June and Pride Month. We'll fly it again in October. Um, but obviously, like at, there's there's obviously our businesses and our organizations in the city that are flying it as well. Um, but in terms of flying outside of city hall, it'll fly during, during a uh, pride month and then October for LGBT history month. But the, you know, that was the point. That's the interesting thing again, about me not really being a flag person. This wasn't something that was supposed to, it wasn't honestly supposed to get as large as it did. We're glad that it did, but it, you know, it's but, not, we, we can't, we can't fly a rainbow flag outside of city hall out 365 days a year, as much as I would like for us to. We have other flags, other communities, um, other other you know countries and and nationalities that need to be represented as well. So it was really an initiative for Pride Month and to acknowledge that we are no longer going to silence the voices of uh, these marginalized populations. Wonderful. Mm, we need to have, uh, have that flag here. Yeah, how can we get one? Yeah. It's get funny. It's funny that it's funny that y'all say that because I said that um you know there's people all over the country that have contacted us. Actually, Chicago was the first the first phone call I got um after really? we we put the flag up. Yeah, and it was actually from uh the from the city government of Chicago. So I have to look back in my emails and find out um who exactly asked. But they said, you know, we want the flags and the flag out. So I I sent them a few rainbow flags. Uh, so you guys should have it there, but I can send some out to y'all as well. Yeah, yeah, Amber, I'm gonna send you an address. Right, we we need. Please all. do, please do. You got the email. You got the email, so send it on out. We we yeah, sold we a lot of them it. online, but I have a few. I got a few that I that I have still. Sold out. That's wonderful, yo. You know, now yeah. we need to go ahead and, and and merchandise it just like they do the regular flag. We need to have dog chains and and keychains and, and bumper <laughs> stickers. Um, you all know, of it, we need all to have of it. all of it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so crazy. That's so crazy. I'm, so, here that. I'm here for that too. Like, what else are you all doing in Philadelphia? I mean, this is an opportunity to talk to the Chicago folks. Yeah. What other initiatives y'all got? You got rolling out? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. I would love that. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's important to note people, like I said before, we've, we're doing a combination of symbolic and substantive measures, right? So this is the first time the Office of LGBT Affairs in the city has created an intentional strategy and priority um, around addressing racism in the LGBT community. So we have a lot of things that we're rolling out. The flag was kind of the beginning, and again, that's a symbolic measure, but in terms of the substantive ones, we're really focusing on increasing economic empowerment for our community members, um, specifically our, our trans members and, and trans members of color. Um, and along with that, we're developing a leadership pipeline for our boards and organizations. So I said before that one of the longstanding issues we have is that our boards and our, the leadership in our boards and our organizations just does not reflect the community that it's serving. So we see that in our HIV AIDS orgs. We see that in our community centers. We really see it just across the board. And, and that's not how it should look. It's wonderful that you're serving a diverse population, but really when it comes down to it, what does that leadership look like? What does the board representation look like? Because that's where the decisions happen, right? That's how we decide where the money's going, right? That's that's what it comes down to it. It's fine to serve this population, but let's put your money where your mouth is. What does the representation look like? So what we're creating is this leadership pipeline, which is an opportunity to provide really like tangible workshop um, and in skill building for people that have been historically left out of the conversations, historically left out, left, um, left out of these boardrooms, left out of these meetings, and making sure that they are able to develop these skills and matriculate into these organizations so that they can be our up-and-coming leaders. Because the problem that we have in Philadelphia, and I don't, I don't really know if this is present in a lot of cities, but I imagine that it is, is that um, a lot of the heads of our organizations look the same, right? And a lot of our leadership looks the same. And it just, it's, it's a, right, like, let's just be honest about it, right? And it's a cycle that just regurgitates, right? So when you create a board, you, you bring in people that are able to fundraise, right? You, that's the focus is can you bring in the money? And so you create, you create that board of people. They all look very similar. And then when people roll off, they recommend their friends who have very similar life experience and then very similar demographics. And so it's a cycle that just regurgitates. And what we need to do is break that cycle and have better representation. So that's part of what the leadership pipeline is going to do. And so we're setting that up now. 
Um, and I would say in addition to that, one of the other big things that we did is about literally two weeks after we raised the flag at City Hall, we followed up with a substantive measure, which was um, supporting uh, legislation with the Fair Practices Ordinance, which is our uh, anti-discrimination legislation in the city. And it essentially says that if a bar or an organization discriminates against anyone, then not only will we be able to deliver sanctions, not only will we be able to mandate training and fines, but you can actually shut them down for a period of time, which is a very big deal, especially, yeah. I mean, that's huge, right? So, um, so that's, that's kind of putting some teeth behind this, um, these concerns that we have and this, these initiatives that we have. So we're putting some real teeth behind it and saying, you're going to, you know, you're going to get on board or, or else. And, and so that's been very helpful, I think, and reassuring for the community members here in the city. I love leadership piece. I love hitting people where it hurts, which isn't their money. Absolutely. Right. Like, it's always about the money, right? It's always, it's about, always the about the money. It's always about the money, the bottom line. So I love, I love always. over those initiatives. Um, and before before we let you go, because I know we only had you for like 20 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Tonight, you know, we're going to talk, we're going to go through our what's the tease, where we talk about the tea of the day or All the right. week. And of course, uh, number 45, Threw out some tea oh. for all of us, right? The orange man. Yesterday. The orange man. And so right. you brought up the leadership piece and talking about involving, you know, folks who are not normally involved, right? Working from the margins in, which is what we all should be That's doing. Right. So we talk about our trans um, sisters and our trans brothers and involving them into the process. And then we have number 45, you know, <laughs> you know <sighs> tweeting about policy and then and being ridiculous. I mean, what are your thoughts? I think I know your thoughts, but share. You know, you, know thoughts. you know my thoughts. You know my thoughts. I mean, this kind of. I mean, I'll I'll speak about what he did, and I'll speak about what I think what I think it means. So we we already know that it's just it's just unnecessary hatefulness, right? This man has much larger problems than be running around behind Barack Obama trying to reverse policies that he put in place to protect the most vulnerable members in our community. So so already we already know what he's about. We already understand what this strategy is about. So I, I just I think that anybody that wants to sign up and defend this crazy country, <laughs> let them do so. Let them do so. If they want to put their lives on the line for us, thank you, thank you, thank you for your sacrifice. Let them do so. But this man attacking people and really, frankly, denying their humanity, denying their free will, their right to self-determination, it's disgusting. Um, but it's exactly what we've, we've grown to, to know about him. My bigger concern is, is he setting a precedent, right? Is he starting? Is he starting here and working backwards? Is he going to come after don't ask, don't tell next? And then what's, you know, and what, what's after that? That's what my concern is because we see that he hit us with a one-two punch. He started with this, and we're, we're so outraged and we're so infuriated about this ban on trans people serving as we should be, right? And then right after that, right after that, we, we see this DOJ report, this, you know, the DOJ um, talking about Title IX. Like, so so this, is, this is my concern. This is my concern. What, is it, what does it mean in the larger scheme of things? But I'll tell you what, we're going to resist. We're going to fight back. That's exactly that's exactly what he's going to get. If he's looking for a fight, he's absolutely going to get one. And we're yeah. we're here for it. Philadelphia is a sanctuary city, so we are we're going to make sure we're protecting people to the best of our ability. But absolutely, we'll be rising up, and we we look for our partner cities to do that again and again and again. I can say this just you know to end off. Uh, the mayor here, in Philadelphia, says all the time that in these in these scary times, really we are so fortunate to live in cities because cities are really the safe havens that we have when all this craziness is coming out, of the, it, it, coming out of the federal government. And I know you guys get that. I know you get that. These cities, obviously Chicago, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, like it, we're, we're, New York, we're all kind of we're rallying around each other to provide those safe spaces and those havens for each other. And, um, and I feel very fortunate to be in a city at this time, but I, but I want my community members that are in suburban areas or, less rural, or more rural areas, areas to also feel supported and protected as well. So we're going to keep fighting until that's the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amber, it's been great having you it's on the show. It's been lovely to talk to you all. Thank you. Thank you. It's been lovely. Thank you for this. You've given us a wealth of knowledge um, and for those who are – so the question is, for those who may be interested in getting the flag, and I know you said that you guys kind of ran out online, but eventually yeah, you guys are going to re-up. You're going to have That's to right. re-up. So, yeah, we do, we but, do, we do. <laughs> so for those who are interested in getting the, uh, obtaining the, the new flag, can you provide them with the information on the website? 
Absolutely, absolutely. The best place to go once we do re-up will be morecolormorepride.com. And honestly, right now, if you'd like, you can go on there. We have all the artwork that is free and downloadable, and we wanted to do that um, really in the spirit of Gilbert Baker, who was the creator of the original Pride flag. He made sure that that rainbow design was um, for public domain. So anyone, anyone could could um, take the design and make T-shirts and buttons and pins, and you guys are talking about bumper stickers. You can already do all of that. We put it up there free and open to anyone because we really just wanted to get out and we want people to be able to connect with a symbol that means something to them. So you don't have to wait on us to re-up. You can actually go ahead and take it. You can mass produce it as you want. Do whatever you want with it. It's just, it's up there, public domain. Do what you will. Love it. More color, more color, more pride.com. <laughs> I love it. I posted it to all my Facebook Live viewers. Amber, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. you joining us tonight. Thank I'm y'all. Hit you up appreciate on, you. On personal flag, though. Right, right. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, that, that we can do. That we can do for sure. Thank y'all. All right. Peace. Love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And, okay, before we go to this next break, because we got a music director, we got music for us to play. We're going to play the Roots tonight, champion. Um, You know, I, I saw a video with Bishop y- Yvette Flunder, if y'all familiar with who she is, like prophetic, pastor, what have you. Uh, but she talked about how the Black Lives Matter movement, right, was founded by, and how they let it go free, how they let it, you know, be a movement that anyone could own. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's exactly what they did with the flag as well. Like, you can go and you can own it. Like, mm-hmm. mass produce it, do what you will, let it grow, let right. it expand, instead of people trying to hold on to stuff. Mm-hmm and not make it a movement and own it because they just want so much, um, you know, fame or glory hmm. for creating something or developing something. Most people don't even know who the sisters' names are that started the Black Lives Matter movement. You Probably. just know that it's a Black Lives Matter movement that exists. And so that's really dope that they're looking to do the same thing with this pride flag. So on that note, we're going to play the roots, and when we get back, we're going to jump into some of this number 45 talk. The orange man is what I call The orange man. We can talk about um, Obamacare. They tried to repeal it. (laughs) Couldn't. We're going to talk about my hat. Oh. 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 All right. And the roots are in concert this weekend. Yeah. Right where we uh, went to the block party. Oh, okay. Northern Island. So stay close, family. It's Anna Deshaun and the Q crew. Q crew. Right here on ABC Radio. Success in life comes when you simply refuse to give up. On a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss only act as motivation. I mean like, no one has the power to shatter your dreams unless you get something telling me to stop. I never do that in the name of love until I've given them my all and it just ain't enough. See, even if it's getting realer than they say it was, straight enough. Who's afraid of what? Players get involved. Nah, you work hard till you're better off. 24 7, 365, never off. Look at me, I'm nocturnal, I don't sleep. My eyes heavy bags and crow's feet, but I won't be stopped. I go from tragedy to majesty. The victory has been woven into my tapestry. My adversaries not cut from the same flag as me. That's why the champion's gonna be who it has to be. This ain't the type of opportunity that just appears. I made it here because I shed blood, sweat, and tears. To get the title, I forever have my sights on. This is where I become an American icon. Yeah. If you a champion, show me you a champion. If you a champion, show me you a champion. Cause real champions move like champions. If real champions prove that they're champions, if you were champions, show me you were champions. If you were champions, show me you were champions. Cause real champions prove like champions. If real champions prove that they're champions. Listen, for emotion never fail. I learned a hustle is part of a cautionary tale. Hard work is something I know very well. A lesson in the blessing out of each and every L I ball. I fell in love with the game and never looked back. My foundation and frame, they never shook that. Been trailblazing my name until the book that represent all the champs who had a chance and took that. And laser focus is the reoccurring theme. Forever coming to me like a reoccurring dream. If we weren't kings, we'd probably be swimming up. Stream trying to make the devil come clean for the umpteen. You know me as the global dean from the noble team. So convene in a whole regime, shall be overseen. I'm a pillar like a column in a pantheon. Competition, I can't see them. I'm champion. Yeah. If you a champion, 
show me you a champion. If you a champion, show me you a champion. Cause real champions move like champions. And real champions prove that they're champions. If you a champion, show me you a champion. If you a champion, show me you a champion. Cause real champions move like champions. And real champions prove that they're champions. I'm gonna prove that I'm the champion. And if it's something I can do, then it can't be done. And I ain't saying I don't lose. I'm saying I'm the only one. But if it's either I or you, the best believe is only gonna be one. True champion. Yeah. If you a champion, show me you a champion. If you a champion, show me you a champion. Cause real champions move like champions. And real champions prove that they're champions. If you a champion, Chilling with Anna Deshawn and the Q Crew right here on E3 Radio. Okay, welcome back to the show, family. It's Anna Deshawn and the Q Crew and my radio wife, <laughs> which happens to be part of the Q Crew. I'm turning down. I'm getting sleepy. Turn up, lady. Hey, 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 hey. I had to be at work early. Hey, what up, family? So, big love to Amber Hicks for joining us tonight. She got one of them long-syllable titles. Right. Executive Director of the Office of LGBTQ Affairs for the City of Philadelphia. Join us tonight. Uh, talking All about right. the pride flag right. that they revealed in June. I posted some links in the Facebook Live feed. Um, so, if you want to check it out, go get your own. Um, right. You know, find it there. Support. I think it's a really dope idea, really dope reason to add black and brown to the gay flag. So that's what's up. I'm wondering how, well, I'm wondering how Chicago overall would take the the new flag. I, man, I think black and brown people would take to it. Well, well I know the black and brown people, of course. Uh, well, the white folks going to have problems. We'll accept it. <laughs> the black and the white folks going to have problems. But that's okay. We don't care about their problems, do we? No. Because they don't have the same issues that we have. Exactly. I love your energy. I know. I'm just. I'm chill. I'm don't worry. So I'm up. I'm so chill. I'm up. I'm up. I have to be at work early, y'all. Like, yeah, that's not gonna work. So <laughs> I got you choose, radio wife. We got number forty-five and his transgender hating talk. Okay, that's one. We got uh, Bishop Brazier over at Apostolic Church of God in Christ. Let's talk about that. Let's talk oh. about that. All right. So did you put the link in for the people so they could see? So I'm not sure if you guys saw this. So Bishop Brazier at Apostolic, you know, ALG, OCG, whatever the hell it is. However, he is on live talking about, let's just give you a summation. So the man goes in to talk about how, you know, there's sin, there's all kinds of sin in the world that don't make it right. He also specifies about homosexuality, how, you know, don't try to convert it, don't try to change it, don't try to prove it's work. It's God's word that homosexuality is wrong no matter how you look at it. Then he goes on to put on blast a former member on his of his church making a comment to say that a member of his church, a former member of his church, got married to a woman. Mm-hmm. The congregation had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So he called the member. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, granted, this is a member that has been a part of this church since the church has existed. So over 30 years. Three generations. Yeah, absolutely. Called the member, told her that, you know, we are against homosexuality and we are against same-sex uh, marriage so you can no longer we are we are pulling back we are what is the word i'm looking for what we're, uh kicking you out yeah well we're relinquishing well we're taking back what is it reneging on your <laughs> <laughs> reneging on your membership as a member of the church so we're taking it back and you can no longer come and worship god in this here house because you ain't want it so, of course, the young lady daughter hears about this. You know, this lady's a little distraught because this is her church home. As a matter of fact, her wife, went, her daughter went there. Her wife even went there. Yes. Her mother went there. Her grandmother, all of them, members of the church. So the daughter is upset, rightfully so, because if somebody calls and tells me, you know, 
my son or my mother can't do something, I'm going to be upset. So the daughter, of course, takes to social media to put the church on black. So you know what the good bishop did? The good bishop went online where he did, they did a live feed, and he blasted pretty much this lady on the live feed as the, to try to give his defense of the story on why he did what he did, as if, though, that was justifiable is what the good bishop did. So it is, I, I believe my radio husband just, you know, went ahead and shared it with you guys. And I need you guys to check it out. Yeah. I actually shared it um, via message through a lot of my friends just so they could see it because that in itself is, <laughs> I have actually, this is the first time, I'm going to need y'all to record this. First time, I really don't have any words for that because that is some bullshit all day long. Yeah. Three generations. You call, you call me. I'm going to sit ding, back. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, Hello. Can I speak to uh, the member? Uh, can I speak to member Anna? Sister. Can I speak to Sister Anna? Uh, okay. Sister Anna, I heard that you got married to a woman. I did. I posted it on Facebook. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and you know, we the church, we do not. Um, you know, it's homosexuality is a sin. And, you know. We, the church, we cannot stand behind that. So it, it is of sincere regret. We're going to have to tell you, you can know you are no longer welcomed in the, in the church, in this church, mm. you know, to praise God. That's unfortunate. Uh, well, yeah. So, you know, it was nice. Thank you for your tithes that you've given all these years. Thank you so very much. Right. Thank you so very much. Thank you for the service that you provided as far as the community. Thank you so very much. But, you know, your, your presence is no longer welcomed. Here and I hear church, all right? So mm. uh, you have a nice day now, okay? Praise Jesus. Okay. That's what really happened, though. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, it's really mind-boggling when you are surrounded by, when you surround yourself around people who are, are accepting, right? That it's mind-boggling that in 2017, a bishop of a church that has been, it's an institution in Chicago, there are a few black churches that are institutions in the community. They just are, right? Uh, Apostolic Church of God in Christ, the Trinity United Church of God is an institution. Um, Meeks' Church is an institution. Uh, Sweet Holy Spirit is an institution. There are like, there's a handful of institutions. Uh, New Life, Hannah, institutions of church where like, 60% of black folks in Chicago go on and off or on an everyday basis to church. And so Apostolic is one of those places. He took over the church from his father, right? Uh, Bishop Brazier, who was also like friends with my dad. I went to a private Lutheran church. We had chapel every week, once a week. Bishop Brazier, his father came to our school, talked. My dad knew, like, yo, this is a thing, right? So it is mind-boggling to me that a church would call someone and say, you are no longer able to be a member of this church because you married your wife or you married your husband or because you are out and about about your same-sex love. Now, now give it that, like, say if you want to believe it's a sin, if you want to believe people going to hell, that is all on you. But aren't you supposed to also be about saving souls? Absolutely. Ain't you also supposed to be about spreading the good news, not just the people who know the news, but the people who don't know the news? Aren't you supposed to be a person who's supposed to give hope and, like, faith and offer grace and mercy and all these things that you talk about? But the moment you hear somebody that got married and it's on Facebook and people know who this is and you don't know how to respond to your um congregation, you stand up in your pulpit. Please, let me tell you. I don't care if you click on that link and go watch that video and then come back to this show. I want you to watch the video because yes. you won't believe it unless you watch the video. Watch yes, the video. Because what I did was just a, a brief reenactment, but you're not going to believe it for yourself because right. your your mouth is going to drop open because I have yes. – now, I've heard ministers speak about homosexuality. I've been I have, in church. Right, been in church when they talked about it. Right. Absolutely. But to literally put someone on blast as a minister and to and then to say he as if though that was a proud thing, I called her myself. Yes. 
How many of y'all have gotten calls from the pastor of a mega church? Of a mega church for them to tell you that you ain't no longer welcomed. Do you not know how that makes a person feel? God said, come as you are. No, nah, that ain't what pastor said, though. Pastor said, come. You can, <laughs> now, here's the thing. It's funny. You can come to the church as long as you are an adulterer. You can come to the church as long as you are raping kids and, and raping women or raping men. You can come to the church. You can come to the church if you would come to the church, you know what I'm saying, if, you, if you're sleeping with your mama and you got all kind of mental illnesses. You can come to the church for that, but don't come to the church if you're gay and if you're married. Well, this is what I'll say to that. To a woman. That's what I'll man. say to this. You can come, but you ain't going to get no phone calls. A uh, phone call? No, he's saying he don't want you to come. Right. But I'm saying in the video, though, please go go watch the video. I don't care if nobody else is watching this live stream. Go click on that link and watch the video and then come back. I promise to God, we'll still be here. But he... he he aligned, like so many folks in the church do, he aligned being gay with being a thief and being an adulterer and being all these other things of sin, right? Uh, but he ain't calling them people. Mm-mm. He ain't dropping no line to everybody he hears that's cheating on their wife, Mm-mm. cheating on their husband, that stole something that wasn't theirs, that took money from the dirty business, just took and, money from the collection plate. He ain't calling them. And guess what else he ain't doing? He ain't just not calling them. He ain't calling them out in church. No. He say, he say, I know we got some gays up in here. I know we do. But that don't mean we like it. That don't mean you welcome to I mean, and and so I say to you all, why do you keep going? Mm. Why you keep going to churches that ain't for you? Mm. Right? I got a I got a homie I've known for eons. Right, couldn't come to the wedding because the church don't align with it. And guess what church they go to? That one, Apostolic Church mm-hmm. of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what? And it, it makes me I wonder. Know. It makes me wonder if yeah. those people that's at that church is the same people that voted for this goddamn orange man that's sitting in fucking <laughs> office right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just I'm a little confused because here it is the people. You know what, what's funny to me? What's funny to me is we are the only culture that cannot seem to align with each other to stand for something together. White people don't even know each other. Have you noticed if you if you ever go to uh, a Sox game or a Cubs game, they could be on the air and don't know each other. But as soon as a group of black folks get together, they all together, they having conversations because at, at this point there's a unity with them. With us, it's always a division. They know how to divide and conquer our asses. And this right here, I'm pretty sure some church folks are like, well, you know, that's what the Bible said, and that's what pastor has said. I know it's some folks out there, and I'm not saying go against your beliefs. I'm not saying that. I'm, but have a mind of your own because he is a man, and the word is, is on paper. This is a man preaching the word that's on paper. God didn't tell him to say no shit like that. Sorry, I use God and shit in the same way, but that pissed me off. I think God's cool with it. Okay, well, that's great. God know my heart. I think God's cool with it. But I, I'm just, yeah. But at the end of the day, I want to know why y'all keep going. Hmm. Y'all sit in churches every Sunday, faithfully, that talk about homosexuality being the sin. It talks about you going to hell. You don't never know when it might come up even, right? So it don't happen every Sunday, right? Like, it may happen once a month. Mm -hmm. It might happen during the song. Maybe that B selection. Not the A selection. Mm -hmm. You was into that A selection, Mm -hmm. but maybe it was the B selection. You just don't know. So I can't even imagine sitting in a church where you have no idea second to second if you're going to be singled out. And anybody who's grown up in the church and been been LGBTQ, you already you've been singled out before. Absolutely, all the time. Been I've been singled out many a time. All the time. You walk in, you look gay. I got a message today. That's right. what I feel like the press pastor says. I got a message today about you. Um, and then to equate who you are to being a sin. So, for example, I can choose to go steal something right now. 
right? I can choose to cheat on whoever I want to right now. I can make these choices. Being who I am is not a choice. Mm -hmm. So to align who I am with the sin, I mean, it makes me want to puke that people eat this up. That people in his congregation was giving him a standing ovation. A standing fucking ovation. See, here is the misconception that some people have is that being gay is a choice. Like, we woke up this way and decided, you know what? Yeah. I feel like being gay. Yeah. As if, though, the discrimination that we already get among individuals and some of the shit that some of our poor sisters and poor brothers had to go through, as if, though, this was a choice. You know, we've all developed a mindset that God created me in his image. Absolutely. So with that being said, if he created me in his image, he knew what of what he created. I was born this way. This wasn't something I just woke up to. This wasn't a feeling, you know, and some of us have fought this feeling. Hell, you know, I'm just, I'm, I don't understand y'all. I really don't. I get it. Y'all, some, y'all confuse the hell out of me because here's, here's the funny thing too. Them same gays. They praise the Lord on Sunday, and they gave Monday through Saturday. Oh, yeah. And um, what up, Harper? I see what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I'm not a sin. You can't put me in the sin category. No, like, no, it's very no. easy to do that. No. Y'all, we can go all day about this one here and about mm. some cloud I'm going to need y'all to I can talk church. I'm, I'm going to need you. Aren't they having a march of some sort? I can talk church. Uh, so there is a march. So they're doing a silent protest outside of... Uh, mm. Apostolic Church of God in Christ on Sunday. Mm. It's called Love is Love. Um, it's happening at 8 a.m., mm. um, 6320 South Dorchester. Um, so here's the thing with these types of things. I'm all about going. I just need to know who the, who's organizing it and how it's going to be and what's going on because I, I can't trust everybody that chooses to organize them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, this, we're going to find out. But this Sunday, from 8 to 12, love is love, peaceful protest outside of Apostolic Church. Chic, chic, chic social club. I don't know yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, at Apostolic Church of God in Christ, there's going to be a silent protest. I'm sure you all will hear about it. Yeah, here, here's the thing. I, I, you know what would be funny to me? It, would, it wouldn't even be funny. It would be amazing to me if there were over 1,500 or if everybody came out of record numbers. But I honestly believe because it is something dealing with the church and a pastor, the numbers are not going to be as high. I just, I just really feel that way. I really feel that way. Because now you're asking people to choose between their beliefs. It's something that they have been, has been taught to them from, from birth up until now to go out there to stand against a pastor, regardless of the fact that he he wronged, and that's another thing that kills me. We 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 like you said, we forgive our. What did we talk about last week? Oh man, we forgive people who don't deserve it. Right, and we will forgive him. They will not we. They will forgive him for the the mismark of what he said, and they were like, oh, he's just he's a man of God, so he was just he was speaking the word that happened to have been, been given to him. That would be the path. Yeah. But here's my question. How many times are you going to let motherfuckers pass like that? Y'all got on R. Kelly about the shit that he does. Y'all got on, you know, uh, about the shit that he does. This is a pastor, a man of God, the, a, a man that's leading the flock. How many times y'all going to let people pass before you say something? I'm just saying I'm going to go silent. She going silent. Just give me y'all something to think about. Uh, we got a couple of minutes left in the show. And, you know, church is one of those very sensitive issues. I always say that one of the best things people can do is just be who you are and live your life as you as you choose. And that is the biggest thing you can possibly do. When someone knows someone who's been afflicted by maybe cancer or afflicted by um, some other disease or some or something, they become an advocate for it, right? Um, folks don't advocate for things they don't believe in or don't have a personal connection to. So if you're living out and your family knows and your friends know, they they will become an advocate only because they love you, right? And so that is the biggest thing that folks can do is live out and be proud of who you are. And ain't no church and ain't no pastor going to take me away from God. God ain't got nothing to do with that. Jesus ain't said nothing about no gay people in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Jesus ain't said nothing about gay people in the Bible. It's prostitutes in the Bible. It is, but guess what? 
Jesus ain't never said nothing about gay people. And I promise to God, if it was that important to Jesus, in these 10 seconds I got, if it was that important to Jesus, he would have put it in the Ten Commandments. I promise to God he would. All right, y'all, we're going to be back next week, kicking off August, my bird month. Virgo's in the building. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good time next month. We got a lot of great guests lined up for you. We got the Black Alphabet Film Festival happening here in Chicago. They coming back again this year. Um, lots of really good things coming up. So stay tuned. We're here every Thursday, 8 o'clock. Always tuning in to Conversations with Angie Harvey. Yeah. Also, she she was on on Tuesday. Um, um, having real good discussion, helping grown folks grow up. Uh, we had the sunset on the Life Lab on Monday. We're going to miss Lex and Jace, but Jace is our music director, so he's moving into a different role. So, once again, if you've got independent music that wants to get played, then the email address is music at e3radio.org, um, and he's going to help curate all of that for us. We are excited to be growing. Please share the video, like the video, heart the video, uh, and we're here for y'all. All right. Love y'all. We'll be back next week. See you. Have a great weekend. Later. Uh, we'll what you trying to be? The queen of the pond. E3 radio, the real and the top. Hologram song, frequency gum. Locked with the Q crew and Anna Deshaun. Been in on your ear. Who you want to hear? Peace to my people who be all out queer. Funny motivation, community cheer. Online radio, turn up your gear. I'm regular, baby, but I'm like, yeah. Ahead of the game, so I'm about real change. About real chat, about real people. I keep it E3, cause I'm other channels see